we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Like-minded fellowship. Look at somebody say, like-minded fellowship. Amen. The Bible tells us, and they kept their attention fixed on the apostles' teachings and were united together in the taking of broken bread and in prayer. Who is this? This is the early church. This is the first assembly of a church post-Jesus Christ era, after the Holy Ghost had come, after the ability for Christ to live in us, in the person of the Holy Ghost, had manifested itself. This is the direction that the first church first went in. The Bible said their attention was fixed on the apostles' teaching, and they were what? United together. They were united together in breaking of bread and in prayer. So this is basically saying they were united together when they were in here, and they were united together when they weren't in here. That's what this is telling us right here. This is God's plan because he wanted them to grow together. He wanted them to know each other. And he wanted them to be strengthened as a body so that when people saw the body, they would want to join the body. Amen. Amen. Now, the Internet has come along and caused just has wreaked havoc on this ideology from so many different vantage points. First, first one, people are, you know, they can operate in total solitude on the Internet. They don't have to have physical contact with anyone they can live a life that they want to live by posting what they want to post and creating an outward appearance that may or may not be true but they can gather so-called virtual friends and lock in on them and then not really know those that are laboring among them they can be you can be whoever you want to be on the internet you meet people get to know people all that all you know and and just totally ignore your brothers and sisters that God has given you and, you know, live your life in virtual reality because virtual reality is fun because for, for several reasons. One, nobody really knows you. And two, nobody can really check you. Nobody can hold you to any kind of accountability on the Internet. And that's why a lot of people gravitate to it because they don't want that true physical relationship because then they have to be responsible for their actions. The strength of the early church in Acts was predicated upon regularly receiving instruction in righteousness. This was their strength. They regularly received instructions in what? Righteousness. This came from accepting the doctrine of their teachers. Romans 6 and 17. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. But ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was what? Delivered to you because there was no written doctrine at the time they had to exercise faith and submission in order to believe and receive the words spoken to them now let's conceptualize this in your mind just think this dude is up preaching in the temple because the bible said they were in the temple they wasn't in houses at this time they were in the temple they went house to house they got it they ended up in houses because of the persecution that came but they originally started the church in temples in the temple yes they did go do your research so they're in the temple brother stand up preaching a doctrine that he has no evidence of 
not nothing written. He's just telling you what the Lord told him. And you got to sit there and exercise what? Faith and what? Submission in order to believe and receive the words that are being spoken. Could you imagine all the Gnostics and all the counterfeit doctrines that were going around and you had to trust what somebody was saying? Acts 2 and 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' what? Doctrine and what? See, they had to stay closely knit in fellowship so that other beliefs wouldn't infiltrate. So they had to keep each other and admonish each other and encourage each other and strengthen each other. That's why they needed and depended on the doctrine and the what? Fellowship to keep the doctrine. And then they continued in the breaking of bread and in prayers. The discipline of the early church is the reason why we have the written word today. Their discipline. So we should readily receive what we hear from our pastors and what? And teachers. Second uh, Timothy 3 and 16. All scripture is given by inspiration. Stop! What's first word? 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 All. That's the whole Bible. Don't all mean all? How much is all? How much is all? Little baby said all. All is all. That's all scripture. All scripture. All scripture. All scripture. Every bit of it. Every word of it. All scripture. Is given by inspiration of who? Heard a brother said now when Paul said the part about the women being silent that wasn't inspired that was his opinion that wasn't the holy ghost that was his opinion that's what they say right they preach that uh, that was his opinion see uh, that's the way he felt that wasn't inspired see i got and this is what the brother said and I, I was just waiting for him to drop dead he said i see i got some problems with paul i mean i got problems with paul because paul would go in and out of what was inspired and what was not in a lot of cases i said dude you're gonna die it's going to die. Because my Bible says, what's the first word? Now, that's ABC. This is what we believe in here. You might have stumbled in here. You may have fell into the wrong church. So I'm letting you know so we can have some seats available that if you don't believe all scripture, you're in the wrong church. And I know why you're here. I know what you're planning to do. So we don't have to use our time, waste our time on me calling you out, making you stand up, and making you get out of here. I'm letting you know now. In here, Adam and Believers Council, we believe, what's the first word? All. All scripture. There's nothing written that shouldn't have been written. And everything that's written was supposed to be written. And everything that's written is inspired by who? God. That's what we believe. We in here. How many Adam and believers believe that? Amen. If you believe that, stand up. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm holding a baby. I just. You better get up with that baby. Make the baby stand. I don't care how old he is. All right, sit down. You would nullify the rest of this passage if the all wasn't there. You would totally nullify the fact that it is profitable for doctrine because you can't formulate a sound doctrine unless it's all inspired 
by God. If there's error in it, there's going to be error in the doctrine. If there's error in the doctrine, then we don't know who to reprove or correct. How can we give instruction if our instructions possibly could be flawed? Can I preach in here? Breaking bread together was not just communion, but it was also a representation of what? Daily fellowship. That's how they represented their fellowship. Hey, brother, break this. We're in fellowship now. We broke bread together. That was representative, meaning that they broke bread together. Acts 2 and 46. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from what? House to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of what? Heart. Y'all, God ain't playing with this one right here. The singleness of heart. He's not playing. He's not playing. Where the, the reason why I know he's not playing, because we've had multiple families come to this church. And when they, when they would form their private dinners and meetings at houses to tear down the church, they were always exposed. I mean, always. You sitting around talking about the church, folks, it always came to light. It's like God would say, I can't, you can't go, the church won't go no further. God would just put a, it's like he would just put a hold on the growth of the church. It's like he would bolt the door and say, not another person coming in here until this person's out. And every time, they had to get out. Because God needs the church in singleness of heart. Amen? There were miracles that Jesus couldn't, Jesus, Jesus, had to put some folk out. Look, y'all ain't in singleness of heart. Uh, y'all got to get out. This miracle ain't going to work with y'all in here. Jesus? I need you on one. Everybody got to be on one accord. Everybody got to be believing this. So uh, because there's somebody in here, look, look, there's some cantankerous folks. Uh, you didn't know I knew that word. Some cantankerous folk in here. Got to get them out. Bunch of seditions and a bunch of bickering and you got your opinion and all that. Y'all got to get out. Can't do no work in here with that going on. Well, it's the same way in here. Same way in here. God won't let another person join until that family is out of here. Because he don't want them contaminated. Because he cares about this fellowship. Amen. How many of you believe he cares about this fellowship? Amen. Can I preach in here? Yeah. As they grew together in the word, they also did what? Develop relationships with who? One another. They weren't hanging out with the Pharisees. They weren't forming relationships with the Sadducees. Why are you going to go be friends with a naysayer? And you got people that believe it right here. You would rather spend your time with somebody that's ignoring what you believe? That's a demon. Man, these church folk crazy. See, church folk just crazy. Now, ooh, them Adam and believers, they crazy. And the ex ministry folk, they just crazy. You better hush. Why are you coming in here and then leaving here and believing that? That makes you an imposter. You're the crazy one. They ain't crazy. You crazy for being in here and feeling like that. Who I just can't give up my worldly friends. I like I gotta have friends that got one foot in the world and one foot out. You hang around a whole bunch of adamant believers, you're gonna start adamantly believing. And I just ain't ready. As they grew together in the word, they also did what? First John 1 and 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have what? Now, see, folks read that wrong. We walk in the light. 
As he is in the light, we have fellowship with him. That ain't what it says. It's not what it says. Let me read it slow. Somebody slow. First John 1 and 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with what? So that means the people that ain't having fellowship with one another aren't walking. Let me do it one more time. We walk in the light. As he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. That's a truism. He's not saying, well, possibly if you walk in the light. Or maybe if you walk in the light, you may have. No. No. If we, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have. What? One with another. And the blood of Jesus, what? Cleanses us from what? Like-minded believers should enjoy fellowship and breaking bread together. How do you not? How do you not? Man, I've been, you know, since I've been bike riding, man, there are like, our bike riding is like so big, y'all don't even know. Hundreds of thousands of bike rides. I mean, just everywhere. But when I get on the trail, I got to be with the right riders. That's what we call ourselves, the right riders. R-Y-D-E-R, like rough rider. We the right riders. Ain't that what we call ourselves? But I got to be with the right riders because I want to ride with like-minded believers. Amen? We riding with power, man. We might just go off in the air like E.T. on our bikes. You be looking at the moon and be like, is that? Pasta? <laughs> That's Julian, because I see the beard. I... Man. <laughs> yeah. So we ride with like, I can go out there and just pick some random dudes. I'm not doing that. Amen. Now, we've had guys join us, and then they, some of them came to the church. But when I ride, I want to be with the brothers. Amen. That, I mean, that's just me, though. I want to be around them. During the day, during the week, I need my brothers. I need to talk to them at least once a day. I need folks. I need the body of Christ. I get strength from those that believe what I believe. I ain't carrying dead weight. I'm not carrying nobody. When heroes come, <laughs> I'm a hero, so I want to be with the heroes. Amen. Any hero that don't want to be with the heroes ain't no hero. Why you don't want to be with the heroes? First John 1 and 3. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have what? Fellowship with us. And truly our what? Is with the who? And with his son who? So that which ye have seen and heard declare we unto you. That ye also may have what? So don't just listen to what we're saying. But after you've heard what's being said, you got to come and have what? Fellowship. When they were not together, they prayed for one another. As brothers and sisters, we should desire to see one another prosper and do what? Overcome issues. I want to see everyone in here overcome an issue. 
Amen. But you know what happens when you carry dead weight and carry people that aren't like-minded believers? You use up all your energy hoping, wishing, and wishing, and hoping. You look up five years later and ain't nothing about you or your life changed. Ten years later, nothing. Nothing. Same prayer you was praying ten years ago, you're still praying it. You're still waiting. That's because dead weight. You ever put an anvil on something and dropped it in the water? That's a boat that don't move. It can't move because it's carrying weight. But then you look at people who have invested time in people that believe, bought in. They're not the same. Their prayers changed. They're praying on another level. 1 Peter 1 and 22. Seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of who? So let me go back because somebody ain't hearing. Seeing ye have purified your souls in doing what? Okay, so seeing that you have you've purified yourself by obeying the truth through the spirit because of the unfeigned love of the who? Brethren. See that ye what? Love one another with a what? pure heart how he ain't talking about internet friends (laughs) he's not talking about your social club he's talking about like-minded believers because that's what made up the fellowship we should be willing to lay our life down for those we fellowship with which is essentially denying ourselves for them having concern for our brothers and sisters in the faith is what God expects from us that's laying down your life for them. Meaning that, hey, man, you, you, you quit thinking about yourself, your desires, and how comfortable you are around the folks you grew up with. You got to break that uncomfortability so God can use you. Yeah, if you're comfortable, you're in a rut. Nothing is going to change. 1 John 3 and 16. Hereby proceed. We the love of God because we laid down because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for who? Who? Prayer can offer solutions and that natural deeds cannot provide. When our brothers and sisters have needs, we should be eager to pray for them. Amen. Why are you always talking about folks in here and you ain't prayed for nobody in here? Oh, they crazy. Oh, that family crazy. Oh, yeah, I know he crazy. Oh, they just dumb. They crazy. Yeah, they just crazy. That's crazy. You know what you're doing? Working on a path to get out of here. Because you're going to get out of here. Because God ain't got time for you in here calling everybody crazy. Everybody that has sat up and done that is gone. And if you start in the new regime of them, you will be gone too because God don't want you in here. Amen. I don't want you in here. Yeah, because that's just, why are you talking about everybody? You're supposed to be praying for them. Them people stupid. They just dumb and stupid. and just, Okay. You're supposed to be praying for your brothers and sisters. You don't talk about your real brothers and sisters like that. And they done broke out of jail, stole something, shot somebody. Your sister slept with everybody. Everybody. You ain't said nothing about her. Your brother crackhead right now. 
you still getting him clothes for Christmas. And dumb enough to leave the tags on him. You know them clothes is going to get sold. He ain't never wore nothing. <laughs> Why am I talking about the crackhead? You know what he going to do. Can't buy him nothing. <laughs> you better dress him. Can't buy no crackhead nothing new. But when our brothers and sisters have need, we should be eager to pray for them. James 5 and 16, confess your faults, what? One to another. And what? Pray for one another, that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen? Summary! Being on one accord in a fellowship is what? Essential for longevity and growth. Watch this. I ain't talking about the longevity and growth of the church. I'm talking about your longevity and growth. It's essential. Why would you be somewhere where you're not on one accord? You already got to be on your job and don't nobody believe what you believe. Why wouldn't you maximize the moment in here? As we grow together, we should learn to do what? Lift up one another and be concerned about each other. As the end approaches, our concern for each other should what? Increase. And our prayers for each other should what? Become more fervent. We are a what? Family. And we must learn to function as such. Many times the internet, social media, and outside interests distance us from each other. But God wants us to sharpen one another and hold each other what? Accountable. So we must welcome our brothers and sisters into our lives and grow in God's grace and mercy together. Amen? How many of you believe that to be true? Amen. <laughs> Hebrews 10 and 25. Not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So some folks aren't coming and assembling themselves together with the true Believers, they don't want to be with like-minded believers. They got their own crowd. They have their own people they want to hang with. I had my friend before I joined the church. I, I'm comfortable with the friend. I don't care if they don't believe what I believe. I mean, we still cool, whatever, whatever. He says, as a matter of some is, man, you know, th th those people are going to stay the same. They're not going to change. They're not going to, they're just going to be the same. Yeah. They're not going to actively affect and change anybody's life because the very friends they have won't change. Uh-oh, that's the example. You ain't changed your friends' lives. How you gonna change somebody's life? Uh-oh. Am I preaching in here? Yeah. Yeah, that's why don't nobody need to be pastor no church if his wife and kids ain't with him. Dude, are you gonna say what what? What? <laughs> that's the Bible. Well, it's the same thing. In here, you're not going to be effective for the God. You can't be. You're not qualified to be. You know why? Because you're not effective. If you was effective, you'd change your friends. I know I am. Somebody don't like it, I don't care. It's the truth. You are ineffective. So we ain't talking about those. But he said not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more 
even more now as we see the day what approaching how many of you see the day approaching everyone stand you know when i was growing up there were certain mothers old mothers you know there were some mothers in the church that I mean, had the eye to tiger. They could spot anything that was wrong. They could spot anything that was wrong with you. They would pray for you. They would come up to you. They would call your name. I grew up with women doing that, and I appreciate those women even to this day. They would just, I mean, when I was going through the worst time of my life, they had to, I mean, they saw it all. They, they could tell. They knew. They prayed. Yeah, some of their lives, their kids was crazy or their husband wasn't saved. Whatever the case, whatever pushed them into their prayer closet got them in there, and it was beneficial for me. Amen? Oh, but there were some mothers. Lips turned upside down. With that old bass mouth. And they would talk about the pastor. They would talk about his children. They would talk about the members. They would talk. And talk and talk and talk. And I used to be around them and I just, I didn't understand. You're at a church that you haven't bought into? And they would talk and talk and talk. And you know what was synonymous with the bass mouth? Some illness. Something was always wrong. Either they was in a wheelchair. Something physically was always wrong with them. <laughs> okay, I'll stop doing it. But that's the way they looked. I don't, I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about. It's just a bad, and you go speak to them. Hey, sister, son. Hey, brother. Because you know they've been talking about you. You know, the one thing people can't hide is when they've been talking about you. I have studied the art. Trust me, I'm smarter than you think I am. Really, I am. I've studied linguistics, semantics, but what I mastered was the art of reading body language. Ask my wife. Oh, I know. Oh, I walk up to you, hug you. Been talking about me. And I tell my wife, turn the hourglass over. God gonna get them, they gonna leave. Every time. Yeah, yeah, I did all that when I was doing the X-Mystery. God didn't want nobody to shank me. So when they came up to speak to me, I had to look and be like, yeah, yeah, bro, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Enjoy that DVD. Seriously, I started studying because I wanted to be able to do that. I, wanted, I mean, you think, I'm traveling all over the world, all these different countries. I don't know people's customs and stuff. But one thing that, that, that one thing you can know that translate, you don't have to know their language. You know body language, everybody speaks the same language. But I have grace, mercy, and I love you. So I'm just going to love you. I'll hug you. I can feel it. I can see it. But I still love you. And I hope you buy in. But when I would see these old women, (laughs) I would sit and look at them, and I'd be like, why would you spend 20, 30 years in a place, and you're just talking about the place up, down, sideways, inside, and now you done developed a sickness and an illness? All this going on, you're crazy, you're losing your mind, you're on all these medications, you're unstable, all of these things. So what I'm saying is, 
you know, some of these old mothers, like I said, I mean, they would spot me. I could be in the back crowd behind that tall brother in the red shirt and nobody could see me. And an old mother would get up at the end of service and say, y'all, there's a brother back there we need to pray for. And he would think it's him in the red shirt. And they'd say, no, nah, move, move over. There he is. That boy, y'all need to pray for that boy because he's going through something. They would do that, these old mothers. So some of them would just, I mean, you know, and they would, like I said, their lives were just, I mean, messed up. But they wanted better for the next generation. That if I could get that prophet up and get him to do what he's doing, it's going to make the next generation better. But then there was the tear down. Let's silence him. Let's get him quiet. Let's talk about all his error. Let's talk about all the mistakes he's made. Let's go back in his past and find stuff so we can stop what God wants to do. And you pay for that. You pay for that. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.